0: Like, mouthful of food effects. What's effect? their like slogan? Um <sighs> how... Isn't Nor... like isn't like a why not or something like that? I don't remember. It'll it'll dawn on me, but I can hear his voice saying yeah. <laughs> not that I can do a good impression.
1: I I can't get that baritone, I don't think so. As no. as deep as my voice is. <sighs> <sighs>
0: I don't know if it's a, uh, I feel like I've just associated the show with being sad, so whenever <laughs> I prepare for it, I just get in a downer mood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, I was going to say, that was quite an impactful sigh you just had there.
0: This does, this is episode something or other. I think I'll just call it character analysis colon Shinji Ikari. I'm with it's, it. It's fitting, I think. I dig it. I dig it. So hi, everyone. And welcome to Character Analysis: Colon Shinji Ikari, uh, courtesy of your favorite Evangelion podcast, Full Impact. I am your host, Nick. And with me, as always, is the very culinary talented Allison. Woo! Thank you. Pre-
1: Even with the fancy words.
0: Yep. In case you couldn't tell, I didn't look up one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would have no idea.
0: (laughs) Hi, everybody. So I think uh, this episode's probably not going to be as long as our normal ones, just because we're just just so in-depth as it is, you know? We didn't really leave a lot um, uncovered, so... But. True,
1: but leading up to, you know, um, more in-depth episodes, it's kind of nice to go back and, like, refresh your brain about some of these characters and why they're important. And,
0: um,
1: yeah, they'll be a little bit less in-depth, um, but still
0: important to, to the storytelling, I think. Yeah, so we're, today we're covering your favorite sad boy, Shinji. <laughs> um, He's 14 years old. <laughs> His birthday is June 6th. 2001. Is this what his MySpace page would say? <laughs> and his blood type is A. Okay. Um, let's see, his favorite band is The Smiths. Mm. No, I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <so.
1: laughs> wow, you had me. You just should have kept, kept with it. See how many of our listeners would have called you out on that.
0: <laughs> I want to start off with a quote from uh, a little excerpt from the manga. Um, it's a interview that they did with, uh, excuse my pronunciation, Yushi Yushiyuki Sadamoto. He's the one. He did a lot of the character design for the show. Um, and he also wrote or drew the manga itself. Um, and he's talking about Shinji. So here we go. You also did the character designs for the anime version of Evangelion, and I'm sure that there were various points paid special consideration to for each character. So to start with, please talk about Shinji. His response is, in a normal giant robot animated show, the main character possesses an enthusiastic spirit for battle. And in Ava, the main character does pilot a giant robot. But Shinji is noted for his enthusiasm is not noted for his enthusiasm, so I had to come up with a different heroic interpretation. Rather than a reflection of a hero, he's sort of a refraction of a hero. He's something of a dry character. He is a product of our era. I started out trying to create a character that would tap into the consciousness of today's anime fans. As a product of our era, you mean the attitude that, quote, it's my life and I'm not interested in what other people think, right? He's a person who doesn't want to be interested in the opinions of others, but actually he's very interested. He's the kind of character who would encase himself in a shell of his own making. A sort of delicate character. I wanted the kind of clean image that a woman tends to project but also a character that is cold, unambitious, the type of who would commit suicide but can't bring himself to do it. It was my intention to create someone wistful, someone who had given up on life.
1: Well, there you have it. Um, yeah, well, to to your first point of Shinji's profile there, um, he's kind of like the symbol of adolescence. Um, you know, the, the struggle that most adolescents go through, if not all, um, of figuring out who they are. Um, one of the things in kind of researching this that, and I'm sure we may have touched on this throughout the first season, um, but just to go over it again, like education and work and that was like drilled into these kids. Like it was like a way of life for them that it was all, that was what came first, your duty to, to work, provide all that kind of stuff. And like, I think that's kind of apparent in Shinji and that he wants to please everyone and do what he can, you know, to, to gain respect and from other people as opposed to, you know, getting, getting it within himself.
0: When I think of the embodiment of adolescence within boys, I th- I think of Shin or not Shinji, I think of Toji. In terms yeah. of, it, I always think of them as getting more brute and outgoing and, you know, overly masculine and trying to prove how tough they are and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I can vouch that... <laughs> female adolescence is more, uh, like Asuka versus say Ray. Um, I think more girls are, <laughs> uh, kind of rats up in themselves that uh, can be very catty and mean and, you know, because of their own insecurities. Uh, and and I think, so, yeah, but there's also, you know, a lot of rays out there too, but I think, more adolescents could identify with females anyway could identify with asuka
0: and i think the thing with shinji is the problem with identifying with shinji is i feel like if you follow him through halfway or really if you don't follow him up into the very end he's not a great role model so yeah. you have to really stick with him until the very and even the end i mean it's not like this joyous occasion but he does like make the right decision and you have to stick around for that
1: yeah and i don't i don't think he's meant to be a hero i mean if you know what you quoted i think is he was trying to be like an anti-hero that you know this is this could be you know the other side of the coin you know not everybody is this brave you know powerful person like shinji was kind of you know the opposite of that
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, usually I feel like you look at main characters and you want to you wish you were like them. And in this case, you you almost wish that you are never like him. Mm -hmm. Or maybe for some people, you look at him and you hate him either because, you know, he he expresses things that you don't like. Or maybe you see yourself in him and don't want to admit it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Because sometimes, yeah, sometimes you reject the things that you most identify with that you're not happiest about,
0: so. Because, I mean, he is annoying. (laughs) He can Ah. be. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Yeah.
1: But I guess, you know, annoying, he's like a pushover. That's, I think that was one thing that, like, can you hear me? Hello?
0: did you freeze
1: I don't think so can you see me
0: waving at you you're um buffering oh wait maybe you're good now say something something okay there you go you're back and I'm back folks oh phew sorry welcome to 2020 Anyways, technology yeah, here's uh Allison with the weather Allison <laughs> well Nick <laughs> what were you what were you saying? I, I I don't recall.
1: Uh I guess maybe sometimes the qualities that you see in someone that most identify with you you reject, you know? The bad ones anyway. Um and so that could be how some people relate to Shinji, I would think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially with like in, in Anyway, when he's just he refuses to move. And he just won't do anything. Um, Another thing is, like, I feel like so many people look at him in the very first episode when he won't get into the Ava willingly at first. I feel like everyone or a lot of people look down on him. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it's just more realistic.
1: Yeah, because I I feel like, yeah, and that's, like... I don't know. Like you said, like the embodiment of that macho man. Like, oh yeah, I'm just going to jump in this robot, and everything's going to be fine. Like, there's going to be some skepticism. Uh, you know, I can I do? The, nobody's just going to jump at that opportunity. But the fact that he actually gets in and does it does say something about him.
0: Yeah, he's, and he's got it. He's got some bravery in him. And then he spends the rest of the series struggling with this identity he's built up of himself as a pilot. And what he's doing it for, and... I don't know. I like to think... Uh, when I think of that... um, That scene where it's kind of like a normal life in episode 26, you know? Where, like, mm-hmm. Gendo is reading the paper and stuff. I don't think that that's meant to be a, like, perfect world, or, like, oh, I wish that would just be amazing. I think it's just supposed to be, like, a normal world. Um, like or what we perceive to be normal. Yeah, like, the characters aren't different, per se. Like, she, like Gendo is still, like, cold and distant, but he's in a father role, and he's in a home, you know, like, in a household. And, yeah. you know, Rey is still kind of... Strange and out of left field, but she's just more socially developed when you see her. And I don't know why I brought that scene up, but <laughs> I guess it just...
1: No, I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think that it's like even though it's perceived to be normal, like you said, all the characters are still the same. It's just a different, they're just in a different environment. That doesn't mean that their personalities are any different or what they're going to do or the choices that they make are going to change at all. It just, the environment around them is different. And, you know, it's always argued how much your environment, you know, affects you. And I think that they are the same characters, just in a different
0: scenario. Yeah, I think he really is just, like, he just, like, shows struggles of not being able to define yourself and not knowing, like, recognizing flaws in yourself or not recognizing when there are people who can help you. You just have to ask or, you know, assuming that everyone... Thinks the same things that you think about yourself, and just perpetuating that over and over and over until you drive yourself into a state of numbness.
1: <laughs> yeah, that endless loop. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, I, I think that he has a lot of unselfish qualities. You know, I mean, he is willing to just not do anything to save his friend. And he, you know, has saved Asuka multiple times. And, you know, he, con- he showed concern for Rey. So, you know, there is there is a certain level of, you know, caring about other people that he shows outwardly, but just can't figure out how to do it for
0: himself. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's not a bad person by any means. No. I think he just was dealt a very poor hand. And I know you go back to, the, like, the nature versus nurture. And I think that in his case, a lot of it is nurture. I think he just did not... He he wasn't given the tools to <laughs> I think succeed. The,
1: the main thing, the main theme is that nurture, if nothing else, that nurture is important. Uh, this whole series shows that, I think.
0: Yeah, like, I think that Shinji will always naturally be kind of shy and you know like kind um, and giving like he is but he could be that Shinji that we see in that normal world if he wasn't abandoned and if his mother hadn't died at a young age and if his father wasn't a piece of shit and he didn't have the fate of the world on his shoulders and he didn't have to kill his best friend right <laughs> Almost and killed someone else
1: I mean let's keep in mind too that you know those kids we were told feel all of the, the things that happened to the Ava so that poor kid he was stabbed he got his arms ripped off <laughs> he was in like a hopeless mental loop like so I mean kids a survivor
0: yeah Trauma Central over here. Right. But he comes up on, on <clears throat> top at the end. I mean, it's the very last second, but he does do it. Mm-hmm. He does. Um... You know
1: I also think too that <laughs> one of the themes especially coming from like his relationship with Asuka is that part of what pisses her off I think about him is how good at everything he is he seems to be like effortlessly good at stuff and she's just you know training and working hard and it just doesn't come as easy for him and like some ways that's you know those are great qualities but if you're someone looking in outside of that, it it can get annoying. Like, you know, that perfect student that everybody knows or like, you know, and no offense to those perfect students, but not all of us are you. And I think that, you know, that can be really difficult for, you know, other people who are very high achieving to understand and that was one of the things that i could relate to oscar like he just seemed to be able to do everything easily and you know although that's great it can be very frustrating for your peers
0: (laughs) yeah and you know with oscar i mean she if she hadn't spent so much time comparing herself to him she would have been doing just as well if not better than him you know all all he, he sure he's You know, he obviously gets more and more adept at piloting as he goes on, um, tactically speaking. Um, But his sync rate is just dependent on his, you know, relationship with his mom that he builds in the Ava. And you know, once once Shinji realizes that it's his mom in the Ava, you know, you know they go wacko, super high sync rate. And Asuka, like she berserk. She gets so over, like, she just consumes herself with how he's doing instead of, like, I guess, instead of, like, focusing on what he is doing that's making him so good, he's just focusing on the fact that he's doing better. Totes. Totes.
1: But that's also a very adolescent way of looking at a situation. As you get to be an adult, you get smarter and you say, well, if I want to get better, I have to do what they're doing or something similar to get better. But as a kid, you're just pissed that that other person is doing better than you. I can, under being a very competitive person myself, I can understand that feeling. And, you know, I I, I don't, and, but Shinji doesn't do it deliberately. It's just... This is his thing, and he's good at it, and he doesn't even know why. <laughs> very no. good, ch- good chunk of this. So you know, it's it's. It, but from an onlooker or a peer, it can be very you
0: know annoying to have someone so good at everything. Yeah, especially when you know, like the people around him. Obviously, we know that Ava One was always special, but they weren't told that, and so Oscar gets that backlash but she doesn't know why you know like she's expendable um so that doesn't help either you know when they're throwing her in the lava pit and you know shinji you can stand out and kiss this go south you know
1: yeah and like and oscar reiterates you know nobody came to save me (laughs) they send out the whole artillery for for shinji but for me nobody
0: seems to give a lick and that's that's got to be very hard Yeah, so I guess, in conclusion, um, everybody sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the The end. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I don't know, do you you think that um, Shinji ever really has, like, a real catharsis
0: at any point throughout the series? I think when he when his When Gendo praises him that one time and he is like on cloud nine for a bit and he was like this is why I do it I think that that was the first time that he was like like had a visceral reaction to something and he didn't even like see it coming Mm -hmm. Um, and then beyond that I think his next one would be when he is in the black hole sun, and realizes that it's his mom in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he has another one.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think um, it's more of a like, like an aha moment. I think for him with Gendo, and I think the real catharsis came in the black hole sun because that then because I think. It, because us as viewers finally kind of were on the same pages and we understood as much as he understood and i think that helped to see it as more impactful than maybe the whole gendo thing because we didn't give a shit about him anyway we did have some investment in shinji so maybe that's i don't know um but yeah i think it was more of like a wake-up call to him in the beginning but the real the real deal came when he went
0: tripping yeah it was just i just feel like it gave him a sense of purpose for mm-hmm. a moment even though it wasn't um you no necessarily valid you know I think I think of him when he was on that bus and he's feeling great about himself and those like little kids laugh at something and he just thinks that they're laughing at him and then his whole his whole facade just yeah shatters
1: yeah and it's it's amazing that 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 small and you know, totally innocuous thing could, could knock him down. That's how fragile he is. That's the trigger for him to totally negate all the good things that had happened.
0: Yeah. And I think that's Shinji's not my, my favorite character, but I think for me at least he's the most painfully relatable one of the bunch. I mean, I I I don't disagree.
1: Especially for the audience and the genre, I think it's it's fitting it makes more sense just want to take care of him (laughs) you do you really do you you know and and that's why i think too you can misado's relationship with him too you know that that motherly slash big sister slash crush, I guess. I don't know. She was a lot of things. Um, but
0: She's a a basket case (laughs) in and of herself.
1: She totally is, but she's also a boss bitch, and she sees the potential in Shinji, and she she pushes him past his limits, and she challenges him to be somebody that he doesn't think that he can be. And, you know, he surprises himself a lot of the time. Um, But I think she has some feeling down deep that he really you know he he really can do this
0: yeah and you know obviously she's the one that gave him his first like actual home and you know it didn't didn't really take quite at first but it did
1: <laughs> pretty soon she had a live-in housekeeper <laughs> yeah she's like this kid takes orders i'm going to give him
0: <laughs> now here's a question for you given that ray is a clone of yui yui is dead do you think that shinji should be considered to be having a oedipus complex with his interest in her (laughs) good question and his distaste for his father wow terry gross is that you (laughs) (laughs)
1: um I I don't think so. I think... Actually, I do. I think it's an Oedipus thing, but I think that he's just really looking for any kind of female affection because he's never been exposed to it. So I think he's just more or less starved for that attention, no matter who it is. And because of the fact that she is a clone, he is drawn to her in a way that he doesn't really understand. Um, At that age, it could be, especially because they're the same age and the same form, it could be construed as being, you know, a romantic type of relationship, but, it never really goes there. So I feel like it's just more the affection and need to be around that female force that he's drawn to rather than the more like romantic side of it.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it it should be considered because I, he obviously doesn't know that that's what she is. And I, I do think he does have this like unexplainable yearning for her, but he doesn't really know. Why?
1: And it's the nature thing. I mean, you do you have a bond with your parent. I mean, that's just how it is. You DNA, your DNA. That that's just you know. And yeah. regardless of
0: your your um, environment, that's still always going to be there. I mean, when we first listened to him say that, him watching Ray wring up the cloth was like a mother, and we're like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But now we're like, well, that makes sense, Shinji.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it because she's cleaning you sexist or what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I... I, There's obviously... uh, a feeling there. But I guess it, going back to the fact that he is just a kid and he doesn't understand his, his own emotions, it, that could be construed in a in a especially like I said, she's in the form of a, a teenage girl. So that's just, you know, your that's nature. But
0: yeah. Does that answer your question sufficiently? Yeah, I think so. All right. I think so.
1: Um so do you think here's a question for you. So if you having watched this as many times as you have who do you think is his real romantic interest do you think he's like interested in Oscar or Ray
0: um i think Oscar yeah yeah i mean i think he he has an interest in Ray too but it's it, it it just it sort of changes right um, but
1: would you say that that Shinji and Asuka that they had more of a of like a romantic connection or more of a like partner connection. You know what I, like you know what I mean? I not like it, that they shared an experience together, like
0: teammates, you know. Um I think they had unresolved romantic feelings that they didn't know what to do with. And they, like, didn't even, like... I don't even know if they, like, recognized them or or if they did. It was, like... By the time that they did, they were so, like... Easily, like, hostile with each other that they couldn't really fix it until the, like, very end, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, plus, they have all this other shit going down. I don't even know how you could start to build... Like right. a, a relationship like, like that.
1: Well, you know, they say sometimes that trauma brings people together. Uh, that was the plot of Speed. If anybody saw Speed,
0: <laughs> I think that. I mean, post post end of Evangelion. Sure, I could see it. Yeah, but up until, I mean, they don't. Her Shinji, Rei, and Asuka all pilot the Avas. so i guess if you want to consider that traumatizing then they all have shared trauma but unless i'm missing something shinji and asuka didn't really share a specific shared trauma event so i don't know if they would have that bond true
1: um i was thinking more like you know like a bond that soldiers have that kind of experience they've both been out on the battlefield they've both you know had these uh, control over these giant machines like and they're you know two of only three people that have ever done it so that's got to link you together in some way um the fact that they both have childhood trauma too even though it's not the same they still have it it just shaped them differently
0: i think that they could have made that into a bond but they didn't I think they easily could have if they had opened up to each other. Hell yeah. 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 I'd pay to see that. (laughs) I don't know if they'd have that soldier bond, though, because, I mean, they worked together for, what, like, two, three episodes? But But then after that.
1: But that was over a couple months span, right?
0: Yeah. But then after that, they become less of a team and it becomes more of a competition between the two of them. Okay. So I think so, they could have had something...
1: So now we're in more of a Top Gun situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, she should really just throwing.
1: It out. <laughs> I can't help myself. I really can't. <clears throat> so I think
0: if they had opened up to each other, if Asuka hadn't been so stubborn, and if Shinji had cared about someone other than himself for a moment, I think they could have done wonders.
1: Okay, I agree. I agree. they could have been a real power couple, but I don't think that either of them had the tools or knowledge to be able to to recognize that. That would have had to have developed over time, but um, they were both in two weird of places, I think, and like you said, there was a lot of shit going down around them, so didn't make it easy.
0: yeah. I mean, although apparently, you know, Gendo and Ritsko had it going on through all this, so it's not impossible.
1: True, true. And outside of the few, like, semi-porn scenes that we saw throughout, I didn't feel like it was overly about, like, romantic relationships. Because I'm not, I I don't, sometimes I feel like that clutters up the story. And maybe that's why they didn't go farther with their relationship, because I, I don't think they wanted to
0: romanticize that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, no one has a positive romantic relationship, really right not but, n- not anybody. <laughs> <laughs> not a single person <laughs> yeah, right so at least yeah. not one you know fraught with conflict and trauma and awfulness and ulterior motives. I mean, even like toji and um class rep, like they could have had something good. And you I were think really they,
1: you were really into their storyline,
0: I <laughs> think that they still could, but like now they're like I'm <laughs> hoping in my head canon that the event of Toji losing his leg kind of <clears throat> brings them together rather than split them apart for oh,
1: yeah, she's totes nursing that kid back to
0: hell, she's making him soup, she's oh, yeah. Bringing him food. Toji oh, lost how- his leg, but he totally got a wifey. For but he
1: gave, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> see how life works out? Yeah, that would be a great spin off, Like a more positive, <laughs> you know, upbeat story. Pen-Pen could go be their emotional support animal. Come on, who wouldn't pay to see
0: that? And I think you'll be happy to hear about this, but, you know, going back to Shinji... Um, when he's deciding not to attack um Toji and the angel, I mean he he could have done it differently. He could have stopped him and he could have maybe saved Toji completely without him losing his leg, but he didn't even try and it you know, I am not gonna miss an opportunity to bring Dave into this, but you know, all because you might die trying. You're not going to do anything. (laughs) And you talk about me
1: throwing stuff out there? Come on. I mean, fantastic, but come on.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Everyone should live that way. I mean, not to to toot my own horn, but if if I have to do something that I am not... Say, like, if I were in Shinji's spot... I would have done something not because I think that I'm the most capable, but because if something goes wrong, I want it to be on me and not something else. Hmm. I don't want something to go wrong and be like, well, maybe if I had done it, it would have been better. You know, if it, if it doesn't go well, I know like, well, I tried my best, you know, no regrets. Yeah. No one else can, no one else has to live with that shame and (laughs) guilt. But yeah. Shinji does now because he didn't. I mean, you, I guess too,
1: you got a way out. You're gonna have it either way. Which can you live with more easily? You know, I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what I would have done in Shinji's spot. I I, I I guess nobody can really know for sure. But I would have tried something. I would not have just lied down. I mean, you got to fight to the end, dude. And you, I don't know. That it, it was frustrating. But again, you don't know. Sometimes it it's that fight or flight. I've always been more on the fight side, so I kinda know what I would do, but he definitely just I mean he
0: knows he knows where they're located. I mean I don't know. Would his guilt have been worse if he had done something and it ended up the same or worse? Than how it actually ended up, I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure either. I don't know. I Is guess. it worse to, you know, like kill your best friend not knowing it or to watch someone else do it and not intervene?
1: Hmm. There's a good hypothetical for you, listeners. We'd love to hear what you think about it. I think we've mentioned our email address once before, but just in case, I'll throw it out there. podcast at
0: gmail.com. Philosophy minor isn't going wasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Use that degree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, one of the things, too, that I think is Shinji, I think out of all the characters, like, cries the most. Oh, Oh, yeah. And I I feel like he got even more animated crying as the series went on. (laughs) I mean, I suppose he does have quite a bit to cry about, but it just seemed like an excessive amount of crying. He's
0: a very emotional person. Yeah. Yeah. Asuka said after she was a child, she's like, no more crying. I'm done with that. (laughs) Yeah. I've shed my last tear. Obviously, Misato breaks down after Kaji dies. And Which is a
1: legitimate reason to,
0: to... Yeah, no shame on her.
1: Not that there's not that there's ever a good or bad reason to cry. Sometimes a good cry can really help. Um, yeah,
0: but- I cried, like, cried for a few seconds before we started the podcast. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just hit me. <laughs> it just does. It just does. Sometimes you just gotta cry. Uh, well, I mean... I don't have anything else, personally.
1: I I don't either. I think um, it's worth noting that um, (laughs) Shinji's probably not top of my list favorite characters. I'm going to rate him, I mean, I guess we can end with a rating of, you know, one to five, what you're... you're... On a
0: scale of zero to Pen Pen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) 10 clearly being the (laughs) highest level. Uh, Yeah, like, 1-5 rating 5 being the best. I would
0: put Shinji at, like, a 3. What's what's best? Like, character development, character complexity? I think character complexity. I think he's a one-note type of dude,
1: but he's also the main dude, so that's why I'm at a 3.
0: Okay, I got you
1: since we are doing character analysis i suppose the character development is the most important thing to rate
0: i would agree with your 3 but character relatedness is he's he's high up on there
1: okay we'll um, have to build a new scale so that we our rating system is legit <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hey, listen, um, we want to say thank you, as always, to everyone who is dedicatedly listening. I don't think that's a word um, to our podcast. It makes us super happy. Um, As always, you can reach out to us via email, um, rate us, review us. Uh, You would make our day. Just so that we give you a bit of a heads up, we will be taking next week off for the holiday as we socially distance (laughs) and celebrate our own little small way. We hope that um, you all have a wonderful holiday. Uh, I can say personally that I am super, super thankful. For everyone who supports our podcast by listening and doing all those things that I mentioned before, um, it's definitely high up on my list. So um, we will be two weeks out. So don't worry if you don't see us pop up in your feed next week. uh, We will be back with another character development uh, episode. Who are we going with? Misato, because we're going in order of appearance? No.
0: No, I think we're ready. Okay.
1: Okay. Ray pops up, correct,
0: and then blinks away. So she's next.
1: Correct. All right. So character development, Ray. Two weeks. We hope to see that. Um, that one might be
0: a little longer, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have to go a little bit deeper into that one. So yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so we are. We hope that you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy making it. I am one of your hosts, Allison, and the.
0: Hold on. Eh. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> the Arnett... and how much did she wager? Hold
1: on. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> the Arnett to my Bateman.
0: Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See? It was worth it.
0: It was worth it. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time.
1: Until next time.